Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Holistic Happy and Healthy Podcast. My name is Deanna Deacon, and I'm your host for this journey to live a lifestyle that creates happiness and health in your everyday life. This is the place for the conscious woman seeking balance in her food, her fitness, her fun, and her relationships. As a certified holistic health coach, a body positive advocate, wellness warrior, and founder of the Soulful Sisterhood, I am honored to have you here with me. Together, we will hear from wellness experts, lifestyle gurus, and amazing entrepreneurs who are going to guide us along this journey to live a lifestyle that is holistic, happy, and healthy, just the way we've been seeking. Let's get started, shall we? Hello and welcome back, my beautiful friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today I have oh an amazing interview for you that I know you're going to receive so much from. Um, in this interview, we talk a lot about earth and it being earth day, what we can do every single day to make a difference on this planet. So in this episode, you will actually receive tools, techniques, tips of things that you can do right now things that you can start to shift immediately so that you can have more of a positive impact on this planet. And you're also going to hear some amazing statistics about the impact that our garbage, that our food choices, that our our dollars are having on the planet. And it's going to be a really eye-opening episode for you. And I challenge you to truly listen to the entire episode with an open heart and an open mind and just know that you have the ability to make a difference. You have the ability to shift the direction that our planet is heading in. It takes one person doing exactly what is right for them, being true to their values and making choices that are conscious to make a change on this planet. And if every single one of us could do exactly that, well, then this world will be an even more magical, amazing, miracle-filled place. And as always, if you receive something beautiful from this episode, if it makes a difference in your life, please share it with someone that you know it will make a difference for them. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Holistic Happy and Healthy podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have a very special guest with me on a very special episode. This episode is focusing all on how we can make a difference and be the change on this planet. And uh, today being Earth Day is very important for us to actually stand up and do the things that we feel are most important to make a shift on this planet that we live on, that feeds us, that gives us nourishment, and that allows us to be happy and healthy every day. So my guest today is a beautiful woman that I randomly met online, I think close to two years ago. And if I, I couldn't even say how I found her. I must've been browsing on Facebook or something. And I found myself in her Facebook group, Freedom Seekers. And immediately we connected. We connected over New Zealand. We connected over treating our dogs as though they're our children. We had a quick Skype call together and just blah, 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 blah. The whole time, it was amazing. And since then, I've really enjoyed watching this beautiful woman just transform the world one person at a time. She is doing everything that she can to be the change. And it's really beautiful to watch. So I needed to bring her on here because I know she has so much goodness to share with all of you. So Kathleen Ventura is an absolutely amazing certified transformational coach, and she's also a TEDx speaker, which I think is just so phenomenal. I watched your TED talk and it was amazing. I loved it. So Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. And that was like such a glowing, wonderful introduction. So thank you. Thank you. I'm just so delighted. 
Mm, beautiful. I'm so glad that you're here. So um, today we are talking all about planet Earth, Mother Earth. How can we how can we be the change? How can we stand up and really honor the Earth that we live on? And let's just maybe start by talking a little bit about your how you live, how you interact with the Earth on a daily basis. Oh, I love this so much. And I do just want to start by saying that, like, I get so worked up about Earth Day, you know, like, actually, for the last 21 days, like, in honor of Earth Day, I was hosting a challenge, because I feel like just having one day to draw attention to this is, like, frankly, not enough, you know, and for me, every day of my life is kind of like Earth Day, like, nearly every decision that I make, you know, generally my, you know, my decisions are first my body, you know, and like what's going into, you know, into my body and my health, et cetera. And, but immediately second is the planet and the environment and, and things like that. So as far as how that shows up, you know, in my own life is, um, you know, we eat, my husband and I are, thank goodness, you know, on the same page about so many things like this. And um, we eat a primarily or a, a completely plant-based whole food diet. Uh, and we do that. A lot of people, you know, have different reasons for that, uh, you know, for the animals, for the health benefits. Um, we got into it, of course, for the health benefits, but secondary for us is the planet and like the amazing, you know, impact we can have every single day just by deciding what's at the end of our fork consciously, you know, um, we are, you know, another way that it shows up in my own life is we are looking to become as self-sustaining as humanly possible. Um, right now, like we're in the beginning stages of deciding, you know, putting solar on the roof. We just bought a house, so we finally have that option. Um, we're remodeling our house, so everything that we're buying, and it is so inconvenient, of course, you know, is we're doing our best to have, like, we found paint that is made of all organic materials. We're really cautious about, like, the we're making, my husband makes a lot of our, um, excuse me, furniture. And it's all generally from like reclaimed wood or responsibly farmed wood. Uh, we were up to 17 uh, fruit bearing trees that we've now planted on our new property. And we're, you know, trying to plant a vegetable garden and, you know, things like that. And then there's all these little things, right? Like I won't take a plastic bag from anyone, you know, at a store, at a, at a you know, at a checkout counter. Um, you know, we recycle ev like literally everything. We compost all of our food scraps. Um, we are a one car family. You know, if we um, didn't have to have a car, if we could get an electric car that suited our lifestyle, we would have that as well. Unfortunately, we're, you know, um, two, you know, two hours away from the, you know, the closest metropolitan area and um, electric cars won't quite get us there just yet. But as soon as they do, we're going to be first in line, you know, so those are just some ways, you know, and I'm trying to think because it's like my everyday life, right? So I'm trying to think of ways, you know, that the way I live is different than a lot of people. But those are, yeah, those are some of the core ways that it shows up in my daily life. Beautiful. Wow. So many, there's so many different ways that you can have an impact and there's so many different ways that you can have that positive influence for your own life and for your own body, your own lifestyle and your home. Um, but there's also so many ways that you can do the same thing in your community. And thank you for sharing that. I think that's just beautiful. Um, can you maybe share a little bit of like, where did this passion come from? Did it, did it just sort of show up one day? Or is this something you've had since you were a little girl? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, I love that question so much. So I think it's been an, a journey. It's been an evolution. It's definitely not since I've been a little girl. I would say I've been, a, you know, a nonconformist. I've always sort of questioned the status quo since maybe my adolescence. I've always just kind of colored outside the lines and questioned a lot of things, you know, like whose tradition is this? Why am I supposed to be doing this? Says who? You know, I've always sort of questioned those things. And then uh, you know, in 2012, my husband and I quit our, our full-time jobs and decided to ride our bikes across the United States. And I think it really opens your eyes to a lot of things when you can live 
for we lived for five months on whatever we could just carry on our back on our in our bikes like in our bags and you know we had a solar charger for our, our phone and for our camera and things like that we were cooking all of our own food on like a little gas stove and you know really everything was about like where are we going to get food water shelter etc and you know it really kind of like brings life down to the bare essentials, you know, like I need, you know, I, yeah, really. And so during that time, we started paying attention to like the tiny house movement. And I think this was a bit before it was, you know, I mean, on mainstream television and things like that, there were, there were barely even books about it and in whatever. So we started paying attention to like the minimalist way of living. Uh, and then we, you know, that's what I'm trying to think of how it all kind of evolved. So we rode our bikes across the U.S., really just like living on the land, making fire to be warm, like living in a tent and like cooking our own food. And then we uh, decided to travel internationally for a year following that trip. And we were actually in New Zealand and my husband had read something about, you know, like how refined sugar and dairy are just not a friendly thing to be putting in your body. And we just made this overnight switch, which really was the catalyst, the beginning of, of us really evaluating our decisions. You know, I mean, we, of course, are obviously very much already evaluating decisions, having left our very well-paying jobs to just ride our bikes across the U.S. and plan that and save for that and, you know, make sure we have insurance and that we're well taken care of. And, you know, what's our end game? We were already really examining our choices. But when he read that information, he came home and he's like, no, no more, you know, and, and I wasn't really on board. I hadn't read what he read. I didn't even get like a send-off pizza or some ice cream. I was really resistant. And What's really funny, and I don't tell this story a lot, is that I started telling people, we're just doing this for 30 days. Um, and he's like, no, nah, no, you know, where you, you're getting that, but whatever you say. So we did for like 30 days. And then 30 days later, we were in Mexico. And I thought, okay, well, it's been 30 days. I'm going to have like a scoop of vanilla ice cream. And I had this ice cream and I was kind of a crazy person for the next like 24, 48 hours. My body was doing crazy things. My digestion was all messed up. My, I mean... I was having like mood swings, you know, um, I was kind of having anxiety. It was the worst sort of physical response I'd ever had from putting something in my body to that point. And that was all I needed to be like, tell me more, you know, I can't imagine having ever felt like this. So that started our journey on learning about plant-based eating. Um, we were always really cautious about like use of plastic, plastic, you know, one time use plastic and things like that. And it really has just evolved from there, like, you know, I, I have never actually heard her say it, but someone told me that Louise Hayes said something like, um, when you start cleaning your house, it doesn't matter what room you start with, you'll tolerate crap less in other areas of your house. And for us, it started with the food, you know, and then it has been, it's been almost impossible to not also evaluate like, okay, well, the car we're driving or the house we're living in or where we're living or, um, you know, all these products that we're buying, you know, we're composting our own food and recycling and conserving water. And, and, you know, what about solar energy? And what about like the, the, you know, fair trade labor that our clothes are, 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 are not made up from, or, um, you know, all the, like, what is this Western medicine? Like, what is this pill actually, you know, to put in our own body? So, um, for us, it started with the food and it's really just evolved into like, wait, wait a second. Like I, just because I've always done this or quote, everyone else is doing it is it right? Is it in alignment with my actual values and what I think is really important? And, and that's, that's basically where I'm at today. And it's a journey. You know, I think it's different for everybody, but for me, that's how it started. And it has evolved into some of the most 
inconvenient um, ways of living, right? Because like knowing this stuff isn't easy. It isn't like the universe is set up, you know, for, for people like me who have these crazy high standards and priorities and, I, and I'm not wavering on any of them. You know, I'm not like, oh, well, it's easier or I'm traveling or something like that. You know, I, I literally travel with my quinoa, you know, in a mason jar and it's, you know, checked by security every single time. Like, I don't know why, you know, and I know that's coming and I travel with, you know, like all these different things because I'm not willing to compromise on any of these things. Because once I feel like, you know, a lot of this stuff, it's, it's really tough to be in integrity with yourself and look the other way for convenience, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful story. <laughs> and um, it, it, so that just gave me a thought. Sometimes you kind of have to stand out and be that on ball who does carry your quinoa in a mason jar in your purse while you're going through the airport. Um, for someone who maybe is a little bit on the verge of, of taking that route, but is a little fearful or is a little bit mm, cautious or held back a little bit, can you just describe the feeling or maybe the sensation of, of living truly within your values and true to your values? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. You know, I, again, I've been living like this for so long, so it takes a second for me to really connect with that sensation, but it feels so good to, I don't know, to like have a clear conscience that you're, do, that, that you're doing your best that you are, that you're, I would say just doing your best, you know, like, no, we're not asking anyone to be perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. There's definitely things that I, in the realm of my consciousness that I know I could maybe be doing even better, but I think it's just about when you're doing your best and then it's really cool to receive like validation, you know, for things like, for example, just really quickly, like when, um, again, like we won't, we won't go through any of the x-ray machines at airports. We travel with our quinoa and they always check it cause it looks funny on the scanners. And we met a TSA officer, which is like the security in the U.S. at uh, the airport. And she asked us like why we don't go through. And she's like, and are you guys vegetarians? Because you look phenomenal. Like it was so funny. And like now we're friends on Facebook and she follows me. And it's just so cool when someone is like, yeah, you know, like when there's when there's like this validation of like, you, you know, I notice, you know, other people notice what you're doing. You are sort of being the beacon. You are being the change. And I think it inspires other people and that, I mean, I think, I mean, I think there's, I think there's two, I think there's two parts of the sensation of I'm doing my best. I'm proud of my decision. Uh, you know, what, when you watch these documentaries that tell you about things that you, you know, oh my God, can you believe humans are doing this to the planet or blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I'm so proud of myself that I'm, you know, not contributing to that or that I'm on the right side, you know, of being the change. I'm on the right side of evolution in that way. And then there's the whole other side of when it's recognized, what you're doing is recognized by others. Uh, and that's actually something I talked about in my TED talk is, is that when you're doing the inconvenient things, when you're being intentional and, and deliberately examining your decisions, it not only creates freedom inside of yourself that, oh my God, I'm back in the driver's seat of my own life. I'm, I'm designing a lifestyle that is in alignment with my unique values and my priorities that you're, that you're not just living somebody else's life. It also inspires others to do the same. Like, oh my gosh, you know, if she is doing this, I can do it. Or she makes it not look so hard or, you know, she just really rolls with the criticism or she just makes it work for her or whatever it is. And I think that it, it creates freedom for yourself, you know, in, inside your own mind and uh, just like a sense of pride and a sense of fulfillment and, and purpose, but it also inspires other people when they witness that. 
Oh, completely. I, I find it so interesting. There's so many times that I watch someone online or even someone in person, if I'm in their kitchen and they're cooking something and I, I see how they do it. And it's something that maybe I'd been curious about that I wanted to try, but I just never had. And by seeing someone go through that, by seeing someone making a difference in their own life, it is incredibly inspiring to then do so for yourself. And I think that's why so much of what I share on Facebook, through this podcast, on my website, uh, in everything that I do generally is a bit more of an inspiration. Even if it's going through a bit of a challenge or working through a dark time in life, it's about finding that inspiration and igniting that spark inside of someone so that they can do what's right for them. And, and what they do might look completely different than what you're doing. They might not plant 17 fruit trees in their yard, but they might decide to stop eating meat because they, they care about the impact that's, that's having on the planet and they care about the souls of the animals. And um, you just reminded me of when I was going through my health coach training, I, I really became a lot more sensitive and I'm already a fairly sensitive person, but going through this training really opened all of my valves to feel everything. <laughs> and um, although this was a bit of a challenge because I wasn't fully prepared for it, it was a beautiful experience. And I can remember this exact moment of sitting on the couch in the afternoon, watching a video of how they ship uh, pigs for, for pork, how they ship them from the States over to Hawaii and how they put all of these pigs in this ship and they put them so tight together that they're on top of each other and how pigs have a natural uh, sensation inside of them that they can't be surrounded that closely because it scares them and brings anxiety into their life. And then some of them end up dying from so much anxiety on this ship over to Hawaii where they don't have enough water, they don't have enough food, they're not treated like anything other than food. And, and it just broke my heart. I sobbed and sobbed. And I remember Luke came home and said he had no idea what was going on and what, what's wrong with you. And, and, and it's just, it's moments like that when you realize I can, I can make a difference. If I and every other person who feels this, who has a sensation inside, if, if we all decide to make a change, if we all use our money consciously and decide that this is what's important, this is what I support, this is how I want the world to go, it does actually make a difference. Oh my gosh, like amen to that, like yes times a million to that. Like I'm always talking about voting with your dollar, you know, that it's generally massive change in any way is generally not gonna come from policy or from the integrity of, of widespread, you know, corporations or whatever it might be. It comes from us as the consumer demanding this is what I want. This is what I'm not voting for. You know, we're seeing with the dairy industry, their sales are down dramatically as people are learning. You know, human beings are not really meant to be consuming the lactation of a cow, for example, or like you said, you know, like when we demand that we want, you know, we don't want to be eating meat or we want responsibly raised or we want, you know, non-genetically you know, non modified stuff, the marketplace has to shift to, to reach us, you know, or when we're saying like, Hey, I'm buying more locally then that, you know, that business locally can grow versus, you know, a big box store, for example. So I think really like every decision that we make is really like with our, you know, voting with our dollar, it is in fact a vote for one thing or another saying I condone this or I don't, you know, but I'm using my heart and hard earned cash to, to support one thing, one product, one brand, um, one industry or another. So Yes, I, I love that um, on so many ways. And I think also it just comes down to awareness as well. I think I have a philosophy. I think maybe I'm hopeful or maybe this is true, like that I really believe if more people knew, like had an awareness for the 
negative impact that some of their decisions have that they would make better decisions. I really think that I just think I have to believe that that human beings like wouldn't actually vote for, you know, pigs being treated in the way that you just described if they were really aware of that, you know, and and don't get me wrong, I think there is definitely a level of like, you know, out of sight out of mind and I think people are comfortably unaware uh, or comfortable <laughs> comfortable being unaware, comfortable looking the other way and I think that's really disappointing, but I do really believe that like people who are listening to this podcast, like your people, like the conscious women and, and, and people who want to be the change, you know, they, when they know things like this, they can't, you know, be in integrity with those values and continue to, sh to show up, you know, supporting one thing or the other. So I couldn't agree more about the importance of that. Yeah, I agree. And one thing that I focus on with a lot of my clients and just a lot of people that I interact with is to listen to your body and that your body knows what it needs, your body knows what it wants. And so for myself, I am not a vegan or vegetarian, but I do primarily eat that way. But I also have times when my body craves meat. And because I've cut down my consumption of meat so much, it allows me, it affords me the ability to buy sustainable, locally, locally raised, healthy, happy animals that then I can consume. And I know that I'm being very conscious with that. And so I'm checking in with my body. And the same thing with I sent Luke the other day to work. I packed his lunch for him because he was working on the weekends and I just wanted to show him that I supported him. And I packed all of his snacks in mason jars and in reused plastics that I had gotten from the store. And he, he came home and kind of said, you know, people kind of looked at me a little funny. And I said, yeah, they're just jealous. They're just jealous that someone's not packing their lunch and making sure that everything is sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> I love that response. So, like you're just so owning it. I love that. That's so fantastic, you know, and I think it is just shifts like that, you know, where it is just choosing a glass mason jar or glass Tupperware where like you used to use a, pl a plastic sandwich bag or something, you know, it doesn't have to be these major changes, you know, or like I say, like, get rid of the paper towels, guys, like just get yourself an organic cotton, you know, cloth that you can wash, you know, and reuse and reuse and reuse and not send more paper, you know, to soiled paper to the landfill or whatever. So it is like, there's so many little things that just add up to being extremely impactful, you know, when you look at the numbers of, yeah, everything. And that's, I think that's a perfect opportunity for us maybe to dive into some specific small things that people could do right now. So I know you have a million different techniques and tips in that beautiful head of yours. Um, so maybe <clears throat> let's just share a couple that people could take from this podcast and actually implement today on Earth Day to start making a change in their life. Oh my goodness. I love that today is Earth Day. That's so exciting. I'm so honored that this is when we're having this conversation. So, um, so the first thing that I have to say, you know, and we talked about this is that it, the number one thing that can make the greatest positive impact on a million different fronts and also be kind of, kind of contribute to the reverse of, you know, climate change and greenhouse gases and stuff is actually either completely eliminating or drastically cutting down on the amount of meat that you eat. A lot of people don't know that animal agriculture actually contributes to 51% of all greenhouse gases, um, which is even more than the, the entire transportation industry combined, right? So it's also the leading cause of deforestation, animal extinction. It, I think, you know, we use almost a third of the fresh water on the planet to raise animals for just literally to be eaten. So you would not only be contributing to not all of those things, but also um, cows release methane, which is different from carbon. It's actually between 20 and 30 
um, times more potent than carbon in the atmosphere. However, um, if, you, if we decrease that emission, it actually, you'll start seeing it reverse itself, like the impact reverse itself in a matter of decades. Whereas if we were to stop using all cars or you know, carbon in the atmosphere, it would take up to a hundred years. So actually not consuming as much meat or drastically completely eliminating it, whatever works for you, actually contributes in such a positive way to so many things. So that's the number one. And I always have to say that first, because if you do nothing else, you would be positively influencing and impacting so many fronts of what's going on with the planet between like dead zones in the water, deforestation, loss of habitat that leads to extinction, things like that, that are just because of raising animal agriculture. You want to say something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to say it's amazing. And all of those things would have such a big impact on the entire planet, which is beautiful. And it's so important for your body because if you eliminate meat or if you decrease meat, you start having to fill in with something else and you start using maybe some sweet potato as you know a form of chicken in a curry or you just start increasing the amount of vegetables that your body is consuming which is exactly what your body wants from you your body wants less of the packaged crap your body wants less of the processed meat it wants you to feed it whole real foods that you could walk out into your yard pick from the ground and eat that is what you're designed to be consuming more often than not so yes beautiful wonderful first tip Let's Amazing. Keep going. Amazing. So another one that I love, and this one I feel like you can do right now. You can do it immediately because it's unbelievable how much plastic is in our life. So um, eliminate plastic bags. I mean, don't get me wrong. We want to eliminate all plastic, right? Like forget these like single use water bottles, get yourself a glass water bottle or, you know, a stainless steel water bottle and refill it. Right. But as far as plastic bags go, they're everywhere. Okay. So like you go to like the drugstore and you buy like one greeting card and they give you a plastic bag. Just say, no, thank you. Just say, no, thank you. Almost every time I go somewhere and they ask me or they give me a bag, I'm like, no, save the planet. And I just kind of want to plant that seed for them. Like why I'm refusing it. So simply don't get a bag or use reusable bags. Like put your reusable bags in your car, get a little one that sort of shrinks down and put it in your purse so that you can always have it with you. I frankly just have a really big purse bag thing so that no matter where I go, I can always shove anything I've bought into it. Um, another thing that you can do is when you go to like the bulk section, when you're buying those quinoas and lentils and oats and flowers, bring mason jars with you. Almost any, you know, supermarket is going to let you weigh that mason jar or that container first so that you're of course not paying for that, but then you're not using those plastic bags, right? We were just talking, another thing, you know, that we were just talking about is, you know, sandwich bags, single use um, plastic Ziploc bags, get some glass containers, get mason jars that you can reuse, you can wash, you're not contributing to the plastic. Um, another thing is if, you have to, have to, have to have a garbage bag in your garbage, which you don't have to, especially if you're composting your food and you're not really eating meat and things like that. Um, there are plastic bags that are made from recycled materials or that are compostable. So um, you can always make the switch. I'm not saying go take the plastic bags that you have currently in your cupboard and throw them in the garbage, please, for the love of God. Like, don't do that. You know, use them and just use them maybe more than once for sure. Um, and then another thing in regards to single-use plastic bags is if you've got a doggy, uh, they do make compostable, biodegradable um, doggy poop bags. So get yourself some of those because it doesn't make a lot of sense to be putting something that's 100% compostable into a non-composting um, yeah, plastic bag. So those are just a couple of things that like really watch your plastic bag usage. I feel like they're kind of coming out of everywhere. So that's another one. Completely. And that just made me think of something. And I apologize because this might really upset some people because it has to do with coffee. But um, 
one thing that I despise is this idea of the Keurig and the Tassimo of taking these single use pieces, these single use cartons of coffee or tea and putting them in a machine and getting one cup. I completely understand the convenience. I think that aspect is really great. However, you are taking something fully compostable, coffee grounds and water or tea leaves and water, and you're making it now into something that can never biodegrade. You're making it now into something that is plastic that is going to end up in the garbage, possibly into the ocean, and is going to impact all of the wildlife out there simply so that you have the convenience of making one cup of coffee. And to be honest, if you're having one cup of coffee, you're probably having two. So make a pot. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I couldn't agree more. I think that they've gotten better, that they now have like, I don't know what it is, but I'm totally with you. It's just so so unnecessary it's yeah. so unnecessary because like you said it's totally compostable stuff and yeah there um, are um there are some reusable ones that you can use i believe so for those of you that are using the reusables in your keurig or tassimo congratulations i'm glad that you're doing that thank you for loving the earth as much as you love your coffee and tea <laughs> yeah absolutely and i think it's just and it's one of those like mini mini shifts that you can make right like you're not even i mean don't get me wrong definitely make a pot of coffee where you can make a pot of coffee instead of using this stuff but that's just a, like, and we're not saying throw out your machine or like, you know, whatever, just up your game a little bit, you know, just make that shift. And it's massive. I mean, the number of those cups that you're going to save by, you know, having a reusable filter or something like that is just unbelievable. Um, which actually leads to me to my next thing, which is composting. You know, I think that there's this misconception that like, well, it doesn't matter even if I throw it in the trash, it'll compost in the landfill. And that's actually not true because of the way that it's just like layered upon layered inside of that landfill, it actually produces methane um, as, it, as the food like naturally decomposes, it actually produces methane. And as I mentioned earlier, methane is significantly up to between, it depends who you talk to, 20 to 30% more damaging to the atmosphere and the environment than even carbon is. So when you're thinking like, oh, I'll just throw that banana in the garbage, it'll just decompose naturally. It actually won't. So if there is any way that, and I think, again, this comes to awareness, right? You know, um, if you can compost at your own house, if you've got property to have a compost bin, you know, like a tumbler or something, if you can make a pile in the back, it is awesome that this doubles as having like the, one of the most healthy gardens, you know, in ever, you know, using all completely organic um, nutrients to put right back into your own soil to raise your own plants. But there's some people who are like, you know, I can't or I have no need for that. And in a lot of like cities and even small towns, there's companies that'll, you know, they kind of do like a bucket pickup exchange where they'll give you a bucket with a top that you just fill up all week or for two weeks. And then they'll pick it up and they'll give you an empty bucket. Um, so you can literally just keep it under your sink or some people have even mentioned like keeping compost in the freezer because then it doesn't stink or whatever until you're able to take it out. Um, you know, but there's a lot of different options. There's also some really cool things going on um, with some crowdfunding websites. I've seen people like really designing these really cool uh, you know, different things to facilitate composting in urban areas and stuff like that. So if there is anything that you can do, you know, whether it is at your own house or whether you have a pickup service, um, you know, or whatever it might be that composting at all. And when I'm saying composting, I'm talking about like food scraps, coffee, um, anything that is, you know, naturally going to be biodegradable that does not need to go off to the landfill can be a major um, contribution to loving the planet a little more. Yeah, that's great. And I think one of my favorite things about composting is when I make a meal, because I use less meat, I'm already incorporating a lot more vegetables. So there's a lot of peels, there's a lot of ends and bits and things that you cut off. 
when I am cleaning up after cooking a meal, the majority of what I have there goes into the compost. There's a teeny tiny bit of garbage, if anything. And that feels so good. It feels so good to know that I've just made an entire meal with maybe one or two pieces of garbage. Or even within that, it might be something that I can recycle and the rest is just going to go straight down into the earth on my property where then I get to utilize it in a while and then I get to put it in my garden to grow more vegetables, to eat more vegetables, to do the whole thing all over again. It's a cycle. It's beautiful. We love it. Mm, it's a cycle. It's beautiful. We love it. Absolutely. It's just like the natural, yeah, it's just the natural flow of things and then you don't have to worry about like toxic, you know, like fertilizers and things like that to get your food to grow. It's just literally like returning the nutrients back to the soil. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. I mm. love that. Mm. Okay. So I have like a million more, but I'm going to say one and then you tell me what you think if we should do some more. Okay. So, so this one is again, I think is, as far as the question being, what are things that you can do today to make a difference? This is one that I think maybe is like generally not talked about on normal lists like this, but, um, when you eat out, so if you go to a cafe or to a restaurant or to a coffee bar or something like that, it is unbelievable how much waste is produced from those experiences. Like, for example, I've seen statistics that say, you know, McDonald's serves up to 60 million people a year, which would, you know, suggest that they're using 60 million straws, right? Or that Starbucks uses 4 billion reusable cups every year. Um, and that they estimate that in the U.S. alone that like 40 million or billion or something, so many pieces of like reusable cutlery is used. So literally when you go to a cafe, stuff is going to the landfill in the, in the billions, you know, between the cups and the containers and the styrofoam and the plastic and the straws and, and the napkins and everything else. Right. So I think that that's something that we really should kind of like take another look at. Um, versus just sort of, you know, business as usual. So some ways that you can drastically decrease your personal impact when you do eat out is one, um, if you are going to get coffee or tea, bring your own mug because a lot of places will be more than happy to just put your order right in your own mug and then you're not contributing to, you know, a plastic cup or to even a lot of people think, you know, those, the cardboard cups, like, oh my, no big deal. I, I recycle it. Unfortunately, if it's lined with wax or sort of a plastic, it's actually not recyclable in the same way that like pizza boxes, if they're covered in oil, those are also not recyclable. So there's a lot of those little things going on. So other ways are if you have to have a napkin, please take one napkin instead of a stack of napkins. Um, you can keep your own fork in your purse or in your bag. You don't have to take a new fork every single time. You might get, you know, a look like Luke got like, you're kind of weird, but like, that's okay. <laughs> think, like make them think, like shame on you for taking so many plastic forks. You know, I'm doing my, you know, I'm being Earth Day every day over here. Um, other things you can do, and again, this might be dramatic, you know, if you think you're going to take leftovers or something like that, especially to cafe where you're responsible for like getting your own to-go container or something, you know, bring your own, you know, glass container or something to put um, stuff in there. Simply don't take a straw, like it'll go from the cup into your mouth just fine without a straw, you know, that's something that you can do. Um, another thing that might be a little dramatic is just don't frequent places that still use styrofoam at all in, in any way. Um, because we know that styrofoam doesn't biodegrade at all. It doesn't break down for like a million years. And it's one of the worst things for the environment to be, to be producing. It is really damaging to the, the workers in the factories that are creating it. It's just not a good thing. So don't be supporting anyone who's supporting that industry. Um, and then the other thing is, is a lot of those things uh, are recyclable, but often those establishments don't in fact recycle. So be the crazy person and bring the stuff home with you and recycle it at home. 
Mm, that is so true. I have a really good friend who recently told me that his goal was to um, not use any takeout containers for his coffee. And for some reason, he continuously forgot to bring his coffee mug with him. And so it, to stick true to his goal, he was not allowed to get coffee out until he brought his cup with him. And I think, um, I think this went on for like a month or two. It actually continued on. And then finally, he ended up bringing his cup. And I bet that coffee tasted so good. <laughs> I love that dedication. I love that discipline and that dedication to the promise that he made. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. So I think kind of, I mean, there's so many things that we've talked about here. There's so many ways that you can make a change. There's so many things you can do to make a difference and be the change. I think the number one thing that maybe we've been showcasing here is do something, whatever that is, whatever it looks like for you, do something that feels good. Do something that fills your heart and allows you to feel conscious and, and know that you are living within your values and know that you can put your hands on a tree or you can walk around a lake or you can be with nature and know consciously that you've done what you can to continue to love this planet as opposed to break it down. Hmm. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think that's exactly what it is, is do something. Yeah, do something and it'll literally change the trajectory of the way you show up, right? Like today, maybe you just stopped using plastic bags and then maybe in a couple of weeks or in a couple of months, you, you know, start doing something a little different and all of a sudden, you know, you started at one place where you're just kind of on a plane, you're always sort of doing things the exact same way, but making these sort of micro shifts consistently and regularly and holding yourself to them, all of a sudden you're going to be in a completely different place of, you know, behavior and stuff like that. Mm, so true. Amazing. Oh, Kathleen, it's been so wonderful to have you here with me. Thank you for sharing all of the knowledge and some of the numbers that you threw out. I didn't realize how intense they were. So thank you for having that knowledge and being able to share that with us. Um, for anyone who is like, I need some more of this woman, where, <laughs> where can individuals find you for your success coaching and just to, to soak up some more of this goodness that you have? Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. And I, I love that. Like I said, I really think that the more people know like what those numbers are and like exactly what's going on, the better, you know, you can make better decisions or accordingly. So the best place to find me is actually my website. Um, I just with, like I had mentioned, had just hosted an Earth Day challenge, which I'm now bundling and making into um, a package so that you can get it anytime. You don't have to wait until April, you know, to like learn that information and, and whatever. So that's literally at kathleenventura.com forward slash Earth Day. You can get that. Um, and that's also my website. So kathleenventura.com, of course, is my website if you want to learn more about me and what I'm up to. And another really fun way um, actually to get in touch with me is on Instagram. I know that might seem a little strange, but I am constantly doing Instagram stories about how I live my own life and like how I make my decisions and, you know, ways that, you know, I would, you know, encourage other people to either do things or, you know, create ideas and stuff like that. So Instagram stories, yeah, I'm just Kathleen underscore Ventura on Instagram. If you want to play and um, have fun, you know, being the change and making every day sort of Earth Day every day, you know? Beautiful. Thank you. Earth Day every day. I think that's so wonderful because it's true. We, we are so privileged to live on this beautiful planet. And I'm sitting here looking out my window in my office and I see a beautiful tree and I see grass and I see uh, so, just so much nature. It's gorgeous. And it just makes me so happy. The sun is shining and there's a little wind, there's birds chirping. It's just, it's just beautiful. And I think it's important for all of us to acknowledge that all of that beauty and all of that love comes with a responsibility of continuing to add to the beauty and the love and doing what we can as individuals and as communities and as our family and on a global impact to be the change. Mm, thank you, Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been fabulous to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a total joy.
And thank you everyone who came and listened and enjoy Earth Day. Go out, do something outside, spend some time in nature. Give yourself a chance to just close your eyes and breathe in deep and really soak up all of that beautiful healing goodness from Mother Earth, from the planet that we live on and do your part to be the change. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on the Holistic Happy and Healthy podcast. It means so much to me that you take time out of your day to share with me on this journey. It really lifts me up and lights up my heart to know that we can come together in a sense of community to truly support each other, lift each other up and elevate our lives. For more information about holistic health coaching, you can come find me at vitalitypure.com. And if you want to join our Soulful Sisterhood, just visit us at soulfulsisterhood.com. Sisterhood.com.